Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. It is such a treat to be here today, and this is a show that is dedicated to helping you live a life that is empowered with the love for life. Obviously, this is your humble host, Amrit Sandhu. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today, goodness, today. (laughs) Welcome here today, guys, because today I have the immense pleasure of welcoming Lara Wilson. Welcome. Thank you so much. Lara, it is such a treat to have you here today. So for those listening... um, I'm quickly going to drop some knowledge on you. Um, So Lara believes that we are at a crucial time in our evolution, a time to reclaim our power, a time to fulfill our greatest potential and in turn impact a better world. Yeah, right. And to do this, we have to have the courage to continually do our inner work. And this is what Lara has coined as the greatness warrior's path. It's a time to live, love and lead in a completely new way, both inside and out. I can't tell you how much that resonates with me, the whole journey of being inside and out. Lara is a seasoned facilitator of transformational events. She shared her knowledge with over 2,000 businesses and over 10,000 individuals in Australia and internationally through her consulting, mentoring, training, workshops, retreats, and speaking engagements. She's got a really powerful message, and she's getting it out there through the best means possible. Lara brings over 30 years of vast experience as a business owner, corporate leader, entrepreneur, and combined with her broad studies in human behavior such in things such as soul-centered psychotherapy, counseling, psychometric assessments, emotional intelligence, spirituality, and I love this, the philosophy of self. Mm. Through her extensive life and business experience and continually exploring the outer edges of consciousness and human potential, Lara is on the forefront, blazing new trails with her transformational and leadership programs on a quest to bring truth, love and wisdom back to the planet. Lara now works with seekers, evolutionary leaders and greatness warriors. Lara has been gifted with the ability to see you, where you are, what's in the way and how to navigate your life's path. Her approach is to inspire greatness, truly greatness, both personally and professionally. Exploring topics of consciousness, self-leadership, paradigms, heart-based communication, human dynamics, 
spiritual truths, mythbusters, and even taboo topics. Lara shows you how you can live congruent and whole in both work and play. What words do I have? It is such a treat to have you here. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's so beautiful hearing you read that. <laughs> really, it really yeah. is a yeah, really is a blessing to to just be able to share people with people. Um, just the amazing work that you've been contributing to um, the planet and just and people in general. Um, you know, we we met through the work that you offer, and it's um and it's been yeah, just your energy is remarkable (laughs) and uh, a real blessing to receive from and it's um it's I think it's really poetic to just feel into um people that um have felt into what their gifts are and they're they're contributing from that space it's it's um it's really inspirational yeah thanks so much I mean this is it isn't it you Mm. you spend most of your life in search of what it is that you can do Mm -hmm. to get on on your path to find your purpose to bring your gifts into play um, mm. And I feel really blessed that this is my life and I get to play in this space. Yeah. It's, a, it's an honour. <laughs> it's an absolute honour to watch people transform. Talking about people, something I noticed recently, I was um, dialed into your social media. You've got a friend, 20 years, you and Maggie, you've been friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do you, like, a 20, like, I'm, that's, that, you guys have been slogging it out <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. don't think we've slogged at yeah, all yeah i was gonna say so yeah. tell me 20 years like i i think that um I've, it's interesting because i was just with a very special friend this morning as well and we realized it's been 16 years wow. of, of friendship yeah and i read something recently that said if you survive seven years uh-huh and friendship then there's a good chance you're going to have a life time friend yeah right and um you know i, I mean when it comes to statistics i mm. think that there's a statistic about statistics, statistics. that 84 percent of statistics are incorrect and that statistic's probably wrong as well <laughs> so it's just a guide it's just a guide but my sense is that yeah we get to a point in our personal evolution mm. which basically allows friendships to keep pulsing to keep evolving together, to keep growing together. Yeah. And the friends that are on the same path of, you know, if you like, their own evolution. Yeah. And they're committed to doing their inner work. Mm. You never run out of things to talk about. Yeah, that's interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's like there's a sameness, and mm. you get to experience each other through that. But more than that, you get to see yourself. Mm. What a gift. Yeah, in the mirror that is that friend. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you know, I, I love um, friendships that develop over time because you get comfortable, you get real, you get to show up, you get to be seen. Mm. But you also get to, you know, be in your rawness and in your vulnerability. And um, I find that very sexy. I actually yeah. think that vulnerability is one of the most sexy traits that one human being can show another. Wow. Mm. I, I just want to get real with people. Yeah. Raw and real. Let's go there. So that's something that I think long-term friendships yeah. actually hold. So we're talking raw and real and connections with friendships. That sounds very much like a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Because to me, you're right, but 
because this is just my way of being, mm. I often don't think about how sometimes it's challenging. Yeah. Like when you when you just live a certain way, you, you don't have to go, okay, when I'm with this person today, I want to practice being in my vulnerability and being raw and being real. It's like, this is what you get. Mm. But I also now realize mm -hmm. that it's easy once you live it to forget that you've had to cultivate it. Yeah. Like the journey to show up, to be seen, to be real. And I'm talking greatness to me. There's a paradigm of greatness that, you know, you're the top of the game. You've got it all figured out. Um, you're the success story. Mm -hmm. I don't buy it. I'm mm -hmm. actually trying to shift the paradigm around greatness. That greatness is also owning all parts, our humanness and our messiness yeah. is what makes us great. Yeah. So I often, um, I often have to be reminded that you learn to show up in your messiness because society doesn't celebrate messiness. Mm. It's like that greatness, you can't have that. It's like there's been so much shaming around owning our vulnerability and our rawness that you know until we do how can we actually live a whole and complete life we're human yeah. <laughs> human as you're as you're sharing this with me the what the image that's coming to my mind i've seen this is um the japanese you know when they have that um yeah like crockery may break but you know in most like in the western world it's like oh broken let's throw it out because it's no longer useful but for them it's like okay it's broken how exciting now i can gold fill the gaps and i get to like now it's got real character that's it and now it's got this and now it's even more beautiful because no other piece of crockery they were all made the same that's right but none is broken like this that's it you know that's it. um yeah that just image was so so clear in my mind as you were as you were sharing that yeah. it's the the vulnerability and the strength that it takes to go into that well, this is one of my key areas that, you know, if we can't show up in our vulnerability, it means we can't own the parts that we need to own in mm. order to heal, to, yeah. you know, um, that, that's what is known as shadow, you know, parts that we disown. Mm. So there's so much that people will do it is wild how far people will go to avoid owning their messiness of course but until we own it it owns us it rules our life that's really powerful until we own it it owns us <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah so this is why I celebrate people who can show up mm -hmm. in their vulnerability as sexy yeah because I, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share an analogy. This is a really cool analogy. Please. I call it the shop front. Yeah. So human beings are running around putting on their best wares. Yeah. And the reason we do this is because we we, we have a, a, a desire to feel love and connection. Uh-huh. Um, it's actually a human need. So we put on our best shop front so that people will come into our shop. Of course. And it's like when we walk down Chapel Street. Yeah. Or we've got uh, shop after shop after shop. Why do we go into some shops and not others? The because shop front. there's a peel in the shop front. So mm. we're doing this. We're putting our best wares on uh -huh. so that people will come in. Yeah. And then we get into the shop. And I'm, I'm going to use clothes because I'm a woman, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But um, 
So you go into a shop and you look around and there's things you like mm. and there's things you don't like. Sure. There's things that you'll try on and think, this is great. Uh-huh. And the thing you'll try on and you think, no, I don't like it. Yeah. There's even a rack in the shop that the shop owner doesn't want. <laughs> We're clearing that stock out as well, right? <laughs> So it's like yeah. like when you go into someone's shop, you get mm-hmm. to see what you like, what you don't like, what they don't like. Yeah, right. Okay? But here's the thing. That shopkeeper is never going to give you the key to the storeroom. Because the storeroom is what we all have that we hide at the back under lock and key. You don't come in. I have the key. But no one else is getting that key. And mm. often, I don't know if you've ever been in a storeroom, like a literal storeroom in a retail store. Often you go out there and there's a bit of chaos. Mm. Yeah, like there's dust and boxes over there that we don't even mm-hmm. want to look at. We don't want to deal with. We don't want to actually know what's in there. We know we need to, <laughs> but we don't want to. Yeah. Um, over in the other corner, the light bulb's been broken for a while because mm. we don't want to shine the light on that area. Yeah. Uh, there is so much that we hide in our storeroom, and it's mm. all the parts of ourselves that we disown. So, shop analogy is shopfront. We'll show people what we think will have them like us. Of course. You get in the shop, you see things you don't like, they see things you don't like. Yeah. But to actually give someone the key to your storeroom, for most, is terrifying. Of course. But when you open it up and you bring out what's in the storeroom and you present it and you clean it up, you start to realise that it's not so bad. You start to realise that everybody has a storeroom. And then Mm. you start to realise that the true connection comes from knowing what's in the storeroom. Yeah. And that vulnerability, I've never seen people in some of the exercises I do, when I get them to show up and share their vulnerability with another human being, how you see all their walls drop Mm. and this beautiful true connection of them showing up and all that they are bonding, creating the very thing that the shop front was perceived to be designing, Mm. is come in because I want you to like me. But when you show up in your vulnerability, people see you, you feel seen, and that is the true depth of love and connection. Wow. Yummy, huh? It's beautiful. Mm. So how so? How does one continue? So obviously, uh, there is a whole story, obviously, around exploring, worth exploring around um, your journey with your vulnerability. But I guess <laughs> what's really coming forward for me is how does, obviously, someone like yourself that is already embracing vulnerability so deeply continue to embrace vulnerability because obviously you know you, you, okay i found my storeroom and this is a box that i need to empty out and it's like whack and i found my storeroom there's other box i need to empty out whack but it's like do you how do you continually look for boxes to continually mm. keep pushing out there because after a while you may feel that it's clean in there Oh no, darling, the boxes are always there. Yeah, there's always boxes. There's always boxes. Like, I, I actually think that's another part of vulnerability and owning all parts of our humanness is I don't think we ever fully get there unless we become enlightened. I mm. actually believe that what we're here to do is reconcile all parts back to love. And you know, to really uh, do that is to recognize that, you know, that's our life journey mm. and I guess where I can uh, if you like bridge what your question is is to the reason I created the greatness warriors path greatness warriors being greatness 
I've worked with what is greatness for a long time, right? I've mm. had different meanings and definitions and distinctions. Yep. And recently, um, I, I wanted it to be simple. And mm. to me, greatness is to fulfill our greatest potential. Like, because our greatest potential is endless. Yeah. So, exactly, exactly. Um, and warriors, because warriors choose to do their work. You know, warriors are committed to awaken their greatest potential. So we choose it. We, we are um, able to feel what it is that most people will run like hell from. Yep. Because we choose it. So warriors know that there's work to do in the inner world. Know that to truly evolve, to become the greatest version of ourselves to then be in service. That takes courage, right? Mm. So that's the warrior. The warrior knows if I'm reactive to something, if I, you know, if I can't hold in my own energy and stay with myself, I've got work to do. It's so simple. It's that simple. So it's almost like the measure is if I can stay with me and I, greatness is an essence, um, I, I would say it's... Greatness is an essence. Greatness as an essence is present, connected, alive, and free. So if I can stay present, connected, alive, and free, moment by moment with whatever is presenting, then, you know, that's, that's powerful. Yeah, it is. But if I am not able to stay with me in that present, connected, alive, and free, there's my measure. Mm. I've gone into something that is reactive. Yep. So it's it's just coming back to me. That's the moment by moment practice is coming back to me, and energy. It's the quality of energy that I use that is the measure. Do you want me to explain what I mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's a quality of energy that I think everybody will understand by the sound. (laughs) (laughs) right like buzz (laughs) and that quality of energy generally doesn't have us present yeah it's like yeah yeah where the you know and and you can feel that quality of energy yeah you can (laughs) the other uh aspect the, the 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 parallel if you like to that is this beautiful quality of energy that sounds like, ah, uh, like there's just a uh, ease in that. Yeah. That quality of energy uh, is often how you can measure whether you've gone into the external buzz mm. or you're with yourself. Totally. So again, it's the quality of energy that can help us really depict, mm. is there something that I am not yet taking responsibility for? Is there something I'm not taking ownership for? Is there yep. something that I'm buying into externally? Mm. And then we've got to come back. So it's about the practices just keep coming back to that. I call it stillness. Mm. Stillness as a foundation. Love and joy as a foundation. Mm. And, and in that, that energy becomes not and not got to go, got to go. Blah, blah, blah. It's more of an effortless action. Mm. There's an ease as you cultivate in that. it. Yep. Absolutely. So, 
I think just reflecting on my own meditation practice, what you're saying is a lot more practical. Um, meditation not, not being practical, but um, you're talking about interactions in life and the energies that are appearing in life, whether they're or... And so in that space, um, what I've noticed from my meditation practice is that it's completely... I've had to... Well, through helping people through their meditations and myself through my meditation is the initial sticking point is... Ah crap! Ah crap! And it's like, whoa, 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 isn't it cool that you can notice? And ah, and then it's like, oh, the observer, right? The observer in the still space. Oh, I love it. You've yeah. just gone. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is. This is the way you can yeah. really measure it. Yeah. That is reactive. Mm. That's reactive. That means I'm not with me now. Totally. Yeah. I've given my power over. Mm. So to feel really in your power, in, yeah. in your truth, in your essence, essence of mm. art, it's just. So that's a measure. Yeah. Um, so where you asked about how do you look at what's there for you to work through. Yeah. If I'm reactive and I'm, mm. if I'm in buzz, then I know there's something that I need to look at. Totally. Wow, that really resonates. And it's simple. So that's exactly where I was going to go with this. So even if, like, even through what you've been describing, the topics that we're discussing already, like, straight into it, super, super deep, but the nuggets that are popping out of them define simplicity almost. Um... And I know truth is a big part of your journey and your like offering and what you what you value. I guess is probably mm. the easiest way to put it. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, simplicity. Your journey with simplicity. You just mentioned before, even like the greatness warriors, like to, to come up with that was um, you want to keep it simple. And then even this metaphor that you've just shared. There's no denying just how simply through a quick two second metaphor you just completely embodied a message. Well, everything is energy, mm. right? Some people. I mean, if you want to kind of, if you're a skeptic of energy, <laughs> um, quantum physics is a science of energy. It's amazing, yeah. Right? So, so there's so much now that you can't deny. And the simple way of understanding energy is if we walk in a room and there's two people standing in a room and they're not talking, mm. but you can feel the energy that there's been an argument. And we even use the term, um, it's the, the that the energy in this room is so thick we could cut it with a knife. Yep. So we can read energy. We understand energy, but we don't actually understand often that we are also energy. Mm -hmm. So when we work with our, our consciousness yep. as energy, mm -hmm. that starts to shift so much of how we navigate the world mm -hmm. based on how we choose to feel. Right. So the feeling is, is energy. Yep. So energy is essence. And essence is, okay, well now we're going, the feminine. And the feminine is to be in our body. And mm. most of Western society is all in the head. the head. Sure. So when we work with essence to get in our body, and then we understand energy, because every, every essence has a quality of energy. Mm. Like if you feel anger, it's got a quality of energy. If you feel love, it's got a different quality of energy. Mm. Every essence has a, a different quality of energy. Have we contemplated where the energy um, start, is an interesting word, appears from? Like where does the energy of um, anger, obviously there's a trigger, yeah? 
But if we're like energy, obviously feels like waves when you describe it. So they like say I'm, I'm 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 coming to anger. Is there a sequence of events that leads through, let's say, the butterfly effect that eventually anger ends up in my field, or is it am I a generation machine? Am I generating? Um, well, have I we contemplated this? A true a true essence of energy is stillness. Mm. So. You know, fundamentally, we all know stillness as a quality, and I think most people will either be busy trying to avoid it. (laughs) 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 That means you've got to be in your body. Yeah. And to be in your body means that if you have held any unresolved emotion, where is it? It's in your body. Mm. So a lot of people don't want to get into their body because they've got to feel the very thing that they've spent a lot of their life trying to avoid feeling. Yep. So that's you know that's why we get so much in our head mm. and not in our body. But it's also the masculine, feminine aspects that are at play. Right. Masculine is very much you know your thoughts, feelings, action. Sorry, not feelings. Um, sorry, take that back. Yeah. Rewind. Yeah. So um, masculine is different to feminine by you know three simple words this is this is what i've come to understand is you can almost articulate the difference of masculine and feminine feminine feelings movement and breath mm-hmm. yeah because it's body mm-hmm. um, masculine thoughts words actions huh. yeah yeah so i learned that from from one of my teachers and i when he when he said that i just kind of went oh my god that is so simple. God, I love simplicity. Yeah. That moment of, okay, so what is this masculine? What is this feminine? And someone yeah. just gives you three words for each to describe it. You kind of go, oh, yeah. So now we get to see the difference. Yeah. And we get to see why in our society we're so masculine oriented because it's all about thoughts, words, actions. Mm. But where have we been guided to be in our breath, mm. movements, and feelings? Mm. And we think it's either one or the other. How do you actually bring union union and wholeness into yeah. your life? Yeah. And that's where I love this masculine, feminine um, aspects of, of guiding people, teaching yeah. people to learn about the inner, inner masculine and feminine relationship. Mm. Because the relationship we have within ourselves is a relationship we then create externally. Totally. Yeah? Totally. So when we create a unionship, a marriage a love affair of mm. our masculine and feminine that shifts the external reality can I um, get really grounded in something that I really want to discuss with you is um, the reflection of the world within that is projected to the world without um, for me that has been it's a lifelong journey um, and as, like sitting here with you I can feel that kinship <laughs> um, but there are how do you how do you artic- like not everyone is I'm not going to say open to that idea aware hmm. that that may perhaps be the reality um, just the conversation that you know perhaps what is happening is happening to me not from me not for me hmm. um, yeah. is a is a very subtle yet profound yeah. um, paradigm shift dialogue yeah. to have with oneself. Yeah. Beautiful. Let's dive in. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, 
again, I have something that I really um, feel passionately about is simplifying. Yep. Because a lot of this uh, realm of work is complicated and it doesn't need to be. Uh-huh. So the simplistic, uh, if you like, tool that I use is um, my self-leadership model. Yeah. And it's based on uh, the Venn diagram. So there's IQ, EQ, SQ. Uh, it's encapsulated by your overall well-being. Mm-hmm. And then bang in the middle, where it all comes together, is you as the CEO in your life. CEO is consciously embracing oneself. Yeah, right? So, because to me, that that's what makes us who we are. Yeah. I'm talking simplistically, right? Because mm. we could go on to this whole multi-dimensional conversation yeah. about... But let's not. <laughs> but keep it simple. Keep it simple. So, um, again, statistics. 84% of statistics are incorrect. <laughs> but to use a statistic as a guide, mm. we have sixty to 70,000 thoughts on average a day. Yeah. 97% are unconscious patterns and habits. Mm-hmm. So that basically means we just keep having the same thoughts over and over again. Yeah. Um, Can I in, yeah. In just to share something that really um, anchored what you just shared with me in was um, the difference between thinking and mentation. Um, I had no idea that there was even a word like mentation, um, but it really helped me because it was like thinking. I, I, when you Google thinking or look up the definition, there, there was once this thing called a dictionary before we started Googling everything. <laughs> um, thinking is, is fresh, has a new energy to it. When you're thinking, it's something new. But when you're having your old, same repeated thoughts, the 97% thoughts that you just touched on, which are the same, you're actually not in definition of thinking, thinking. Mm. You're actually what is called mentation, which is just you're recycling the same, brewing the same pot of tea over and over and over and over and over again. Um, And as soon as I got clear on that, I was like, I thought I spent a lot of time thinking as I'm a thinker or perhaps Ah. a passionate philosopher. And I was like, I'm a passionate mentator. (laughs) And that doesn't really serve me going forward in any way. Yeah. And, And that's a beautiful example of, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, mm. expecting a different result. That was Einstein, yeah? Totally. He's brilliant. Totally. Yeah. Um, so, you know, unconscious patterns and habits yep. rule our life yep. until we make the unconscious conscious. Yeah. So how we do that is we learn how to um, have uh, presence. Mm. So our mindfulness practices is you know where does our mind go what are we thinking Mm. are we in the past are we in the future are we in the present so that's you know that's a a practice (laughs) certainly a a practice because anything that is unconscious to make conscious is 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 a commitment and a, a dedication until it becomes what it is yeah i talk about you know this Space of transformation, again, trying to keep it simple, left hand to right. Or if you're right-handed, it's right-handed to left. Mm. So if I said to you one day, okay, you want to you know, shift from where you are to where you want to go. Yep. Let's identify where you are, where you want to go first. Then that, let's look at how we're going to get you there. Mm. And in that, in those tools and those awarenesses and those practices until it becomes embodied wisdom, yep. 
you've got to be in that practice. So if I came along and said, dude, you're right-handed, you can't write with your right hand anymore, you're going to feel really clunky and awkward, you're going to feel resistant, mm -hmm. it, it sends you into, well, what do I do now? I don't know how to write with my other hand. Oh my God, it's, it feels so uncomfortable. Yeah. That's literally what goes on within us when we're presented with change. Yeah. We've got to almost practice. If, if you can't use your right hand, after a while you start writing with your left mm. and you get better and better and better until you just do yeah. the writing with the left. So a lot of these, is, these practices is first awareness. Mm. Awareness creates understanding. Yeah. Understanding creates acceptance. Acceptance creates new possibility, the paradigm shift. Right. So, you know, IQ, EQ. IQ, by the way, is not how smart you are. It's your ability to have positive rational thought. Yeah. EQ is your ability to feel, to respond, not react, to stay mm. with you. Um, but there's so much more to it, right? That of course. The deeper level of um, heart, not head. Yep. I would say is how you would really know EQ is in the driver's seat. Mm. Um, SQ, you know, these are all the spiritual content. So for the sake of measuring self-law, which is the law unto self, which is self-love, self-acceptance, self-worth, like mm. fundamental ways of navigating life yep. is to be embodied in self-love, self-acceptance and self-worth. Mm. So. Then looking after ourselves, right? This vessel, our overall well-being is essential mm. to how we show up as the CEO in our life. Yeah. So when we are able to bring awareness to those areas, we start taking ownership and responsibility for our life's creation. Yeah. Consciously embracing oneself. So then we're no longer projecting. Mm. We're no longer, you know, taking or creating story Yep. That is the the projection of our story. Yeah. Because we're conscious, mm. so we can create space and we can actually separate what's yours and what's mine. Mm. Because I'm conscious in my navigation of life. Mm. You're aware. Mm. So that you know, how do you not project your reality? Mm. As, as what you see in the world by going in the more you mm. go in the more you discover who you are the more you pull apart all of the programming and conditioning and the unconscious patterns and habits that we've done a good job of developing <laughs> no one's really you know teaching us schools teaching us how to think schools yep. teaching us how to, no, everything around us is constantly brainwashing us on what we think we're supposed to do yep. to show up in the world mm. so then we've got to start unpacking it yeah. To be conscious, we've got to unpack it all. Mm. And the unpacking can be painful. Yeah, it's like one step forward, two steps back sometimes, sometimes. definitely feels like that, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. So in that in that journey towards yourself, you mentioned this before that um the it's a lifelong it's a lifelong um process towards enlightenment. Um and I love the way you put this, it's reconciling back to love. Mm. Um so how do we I, I guess a part of me sees, visualizes it, sees myself. Oh, yep, cool. Dreadlocks, Himalayas, <laughs> <laughs> loincloth. Here I come. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but then there's also that quote to to be 
uh, in the world but not of it, you know, but to also that, that focus of being in the world. So, mm. you know, because a lot of the work that you offer, you know, The Greatness Warriors is about, you know, being the change you wish to see. And, you know, there's... um So being in the world is a big part of that as well, right? A- absolutely. And, yeah. um, and, and maybe... I mean, I could go... This, this isn't the story of my life, really. Mm. Um, I... I would... I remember... My, my search, my seeking started um, at 21. Yep. I had what I would call a breakdown. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, what I know now about breakdowns is that they're awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, and my search began. Like, I just knew that there was more to life than what I had bought into. Yep. And um, I was on a mission. Oh my God, I was... I was I was obsessed. <laughs> you know, like there was a term, um, uh, seminar junkie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seminar junkie, and um, you know, just seeking out wisdom and and mm. wanting to find this elusive answer. Like yep. you know, often the breakdown is um, also known as the dark night of the soul. Mm. The terminology and it's, it's quite a poetic way of putting it. Yeah, and it's where everything collapses and mm. we're left with the, the burning philosopher's questions of who am I? Why am I here? What does this mean? Like, you know, I think yeah. a lot of people have been to that place and when we hit there, mm. it's like everything that we thought we knew, it, it's gone. Yep. So it can feel dark in that place. Totally. Or unnavigated at the very oh, least, which absolutely. is the same as being scary. in the dark. Yeah, scary as hell. Um, so that starts us, you know, to to, to start seeking within. Mm. So there's a, there's a ten stages of human consciousness from materiality to spirituality, right? Yeah, I love it. It's like you know we start with survival, then we go to safety, then mm-hmm. we move to pleasure, and then yep. we move to you know ego dominion. And then we're sitting at the desk, you know, the big desk. I always have this vision, the big desk overlooking this (laughs) fabulous view. We've got where we wanted to go. We've got the status. We're living life to the fullest. We've got, we've we've made it. And then we look out to, to what is outside this beautiful view. And we go into a moment of what the fuck does any of this mean? Yeah. Is this my life? And I just swore that's okay on here, right? <laughs> as long as you're being yourself, it's completely. I love it. Okay. Yeah. But but you know I say that because generally that's where we hit. Yeah. So what? We're at, yeah. Steep rock bottom. Yeah. That moment is our moment of recognizing that it's not the materiality; it's mm-hmm. the spirituality, the coming in. So then the journey begins. The search begins. Yeah. So you know these ten stages. We've just got to. Five is the break, is a, is a dark night of soul. Six, the search begins. Then we go on this quest until we reverse the priorities. Mm. That the external, uh, what, we, what we put energy, time and energy into externally, we put the time and energy into our internal development. Mm. And then stage nine, and funny enough, is actually called the warrior commitment. <laughs> the warrior commitment before enlightenment. And I don't know if we're going to get to enlightenment this lifetime. I doubt very much. Yep. But the warrior commitment is... We are here to do what we're here to do, reconcile mm. back to love mm. and to impact, to serve, to like how can we best serve humanity? 
yep. to heal, you know? So it's a journey. That's why I'm kind of saying in that. You, yep. you don't just wake up one day and you're, yep. you, you, you've arrived. Um, this is the warrior path of commitment and showing up and doing the work. But eventually it just becomes your way of life. Yeah, you were saying this at the beginning. If you do it, cultivate it consistently. Absolutely. You don't even realise yeah. that you're doing this all the time. That's it. Um, there's this idea of the backwards gap. I don't yeah. know if you've heard it, but uh, um, it's like you were always projecting who we want to become, and no matter where you get to, you're still projecting who you want to become. But if you just take a moment and breathe, come to stillness. <laughs> That's it. And just flip that projection backwards, you get a clear indicator of, oh wow, I've come a long way. Yeah, well, well, that's the unpacking. So I felt like from that breakdown and my search, I've been on a um, path of unpacking mm. and remembering the truth of who I am. Mm. You know, coming to that place of how do I, as a uh, okay, story time. I came to Melbourne. I moved to Melbourne um, ten years ago. I mm. didn't know anybody when I moved to Melbourne. I had three quite amazing, like I, I actually remember um, I was in an interview to do a contract yep. that was to set up um, an operation in Sydney, but their office at the time was in Melbourne. And in that interview, they said to me, would you ever consider moving to Melbourne? I literally threw my head back and kind of went, oh, never, never, right? So, you know, never, never, never. And what was interesting is, um, (laughs) literally threw my head back, like, jeez. So what was interesting is earlier that year, I had um, been living in Sydney, in Bondi, having a great time, Mm. oh my God. Yeah. for at that stage it was six years and I was thinking it's time to for something else uh-huh. I wanted to find something that I could study that would allow me to work anywhere in the world yeah and I did this what is that you know and I did this huge um, overhaul of everything I'd ever dreamed of I got all the information in of different courses and it took me about three months to go through this process of really finding what is it mm. that's gonna have me feel like um, this is what I'm here to do anyway what a good on you for just doing that process yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so yeah. many people have that aspiration the same sentiment but yeah. just shelf it because it just seems too much to go into oh um, yeah like go, going from the corporate world as a you know high level exec mm. to then go I've got to start again what am I going to do with my life yeah and that was me in my 30s that was actually yeah so here's the thing Oh, no, I must have been 30, I don't know. I was actually heading toward my 40s. I was. Mm. So here's the thing. I got to the bottom of that pile. I kept coming back to this one, this one program, but it was in Melbourne. I was never moving to Melbourne. <laughs> so I got to the bottom of that pile and I went, this is the one I want to do, but hey, I'm not going to Melbourne. Yeah. So that whole, that whole process, that whole project just kind of went, oh, I didn't find it. Yeah, I did. Oh, oh yeah, I did. So some months later, yep. I had that interview. He he, it said a contract. I'm in. Yeah. So now I'm going to be spending a lot more time in Melbourne. Wait for it. Good old party. I think it was even that weekend after I found out I was going to get this role. And a big, big gay gala event, and um, you know my girlfriend's kind of forced me to go along that night, and they were looking for a man. Yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> 
And apparently there was only one straight guy who was coming to that party. <laughs> and I'm on the dance floor I'm with my girls. Next minute I look around, they're gone. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking over and I think, okay, that's the one guy. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, I look at the one guy and go, yeah. oh, I, very rarely in my life, I have these, I've had like maybe three occasions in my life where I feel the energy of a connection with a man that just gets my attention. Mm. I felt it with him. Now, it, as it turned out, um, we had a, a massive attraction. Mm. Guess where he lived? Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> so next minute, yep. I've got a contract that's bringing me to Melbourne five days a week. Yep. I have... Um, this man that is such a big reason to move to Melbourne, mm-hmm. and I have this um, soul-centered psychotherapy course that I put aside. So I went and had the interview. Next minute, I'm, I'm oh, enjoying the course. Awesome. Wait for it. This is the thing. I get here to do this course, and the it was crazy. I'm in the course. The relationship ended. The contract ended. I was meant to be in Melbourne for that course. Yeah. Like it was so obvious. And that was yep. the year I, I actually call the year I worked, walked through hell. The year I realized I was I was had I had spiritual ego. Mm. I thought I knew it. Yeah. That course turned me inside out and upside down and it was the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. It was fantastic. So whilst all that was happening, I'm thinking I've got to find work back in the corporate world, yep. but the corporate world was crumbling for me. Yeah. So this woman appeared in my life. I called her my accidental mentor. Yeah. <laughs> and That's beautiful. I know, because, yeah. I, you know, she was amazingly an angel. She ran a um, recruitment agency, and I met with her, and she just took me under her wing. It's like she just wanted to do what she could to help me. And interestingly, um, it wasn't about, again, it wasn't about her helping me find work. Mm. It was about a moment where I'm standing in her home and she said, you know what your problem Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ms. Lara? Oh, we love those moments, don't we? Mm-hmm. You know what your problem is, Lara? And I went, no, tell me, what is my problem? Can't wait to hear this. <laughs> You're too much of a dichotomy. On one side, you are this corporate savvy professional and on the other side you are the spiritual soul uh, centered psychotherapy you know um, 
she kind of put it in the context of hippie, but it was that moment. And when she said that, I went, yep, that is exactly who I am. And then I did this. How can I show up in the world and show that the two go together, they are not separate? And that was the moment in the height of the GFC when everybody said, you're mad that I started my business, my first consulting business called Human Touch Consulting, which was to bridge the two worlds of our spiritual existence into our business life. Boom. Wow. Yeah, and that's where it all started. And that's my passion, is to show people that you don't have to be the meditator off doing silent retreat. Himalayas, dreadlocks, loincloth. That one, that's where we started. Yeah. And and you know over there you don't have to just be the Anthony Robbins like I just wrote a post about this right it's like I used to think that you're either one or the other Mm. how can you actually have both because you can't be a a, a, someone who's successful if Mm. you're not in the mover and shaker energy Mm. but what I have come to learn what I have come to experience what I've come to own is we can and it is the most beautiful way to navigate life the dance between the two. The integration, the marriage, the unionship, the wholeness. Wow. Like, it, they're not separate. It's like essence is always with us. And from mm. essence is wisdom. From essence is effortless action. So we're no longer having to work hard and, you know, tirelessly and feel exhausted, which is often what we're doing. Mm. And then take time out to refuel. Mm. We have the stillness and then we have the energy of effortless action sounds like alignment you mentioned this so good yeah and embodied you know it's not like we've got to work at it (laughs) (laughs) she went i I I can't wait to listen to that again (laughs) (laughs) so in that in that journey there was obviously um i think something that really caught my attention in your story amongst me oh there was so much in that so thank you so much for sharing that um, was the the particular thing that you know we we touched on universal flow for sure um, in that you know there were certain things that brought you to a certain juncture like even a man and even a job when it was this sort of backwards in the back course that was like yeah yeah and this two will just be there and that was actually the thing that was bringing you to the fore and the other two things let go um, you know that's something that I. I learning to understand a little bit better is that the universe does have its own oh. way with things and it's you know learning to surrender and the freedom that is available mm-hmm. to you in that is just really um the head finds that really challenging to Massive. wrap itself around um but yeah. the heart really can just yeah feel the space in it yeah um yeah. but yeah universal flow mm-hmm. um yeah love it um, I would call that again trying. So I try to take these complex mm. topics and simplify. Yep. So to me, life's either unfolding or it's happening. And we mm. make we make things happen. So we're trying to make life happen. Yep. But if we allow life to unfold, unfold is like synchronicity. Unfold <sighs> is the depth of surrender and trust that this may not look like it's going anywhere Mm. but if I allow what does that lead to and what does that then bring and then 
you know, and then the magic unfolds. And then I think we're in co-creation. Where if we're trying to make shit happen, yeah. we're in control. And tell them, you want to talk about control? I was the queen of control. Yeah. You know, to, to learn not to have the masculine. The masculine needs to learn to be at the back of the bus. Feminine drives. Feminine is essence. So the yep. example I'll give is if I want to feel... Um, what's an essence that I can share you about? I want to feel peace. Mm. You can't make peace happen. <laughs> uh, you know, like, if I do this and I do that and I do this, I'll be peaceful. Or, yeah. You just, you just mapped out everybody's inner thoughts, though. <laughs> right? Peace is our yeah. innate nature. Peace mm. is our essence. It's every cell in our body. But because the mind, the head, is driving the bus, the bus goes, okay, I need to go here, and then I need to go there, and then I get there, and then I'm at my destination of peace, and oh, it feels good. But it never lasts. There's this thing that I shared recently, which is peace is who I am, and stress is who I think I should be. That's the one. But, right? <laughs> but yet, most people will go about that the other way. I'm, gonna, yeah. I, I'm stressed, so Stress I'm myself to towards to peace. peace. <laughs> <laughs> Simplicity, it really yeah. helps you really see yourself. Yeah, but we're all yeah. dry, we're all aiming for that, right? I'll stress yeah. myself for these next six months to get this, and then that'll be peaceful. And then stress, stress, stress to get to peace, stress, stress, stress it. to get to peace. And it's crazy. Well, it's simple, it sounds like you well, said nuts. <laughs> yeah, totally. It, it's this simple practice of embodied peace. Yeah, it's like every cell in your body remembers peace and drives the bus. Mm. So then, where do you think peace is going to drive you? whatever unfolds rather than trying to have control and make it happen mm. does that make sense totally it's like this is everything we're, we're so about what is in the external mm. and we strive for the external mm. we strive to create life of love we strive to create a life of adventure we strive so everything is about the external mm. you know when i get um, in a relationship i will have love mm. When I travel, I will feel my essence of adventure. When I um, get my promotion, I will feel success. When I, so we're, we're living on this whole external striving and driving when in actual fact, the very thing that we're striving for, and you know, it's effort bound, it's lots of effort, mm. is, is our state of being. It's our beingness, it's our essence. So imagine, you know, someone who is desperate for a holiday, generally wants a holiday because the holiday reflects uh, uh, peace or mm. adventure or um, freedom. Mm. So what I would say is, hang on, how often do you get to go and have your holiday and feel mm. the essence of freedom? Mm. Stick a band-aid on the symptoms, how often? Right? Yeah. Four weeks a year. And then we do this, we come back and go... Fuck, it. oh, there it is again. Sorry. <laughs> uh, can't wait for my next holiday. Yeah. You know, like and then we and then we're yearning for the next holiday. Yeah. So we're not within the the embodied moment of it. Mm. We're in the external experience of it to fulfil this thing that we're seeking. Yeah. It's it right? 
I mean, I remember the moment I got this. I'm like, oh, man. Yep. And this is the feminine. And I'm not talking masculine, feminine, boy, girl. I'm talking... Yeah, yeah. energies. Our, yes, our, yes. our aspects of our being, going back to thoughts, words, actions, feeling, movement, breath. Yep. So when our feelings are essence, mm. and essence is driving the bus, freedom as an essence, an embodied essence, mm. um means that I have the sense of freedom in every cell in my being in every moment of my life. I don't have to wait to go for a holiday to have this feeling of freedom for four weeks and then come back and go, I don't like my work, I'm stuck in the grind, I've got to pay the bill. Right? Mm. You can turn up every day and every moment and feel free. Making sense? Yes. Can I give you another example? Because this is really cool. So this is an, my own personal example. Yeah. Um, I realized that there was a person in my life that probably wasn't good for me, mm. but I couldn't let him go. Yeah, of course, you can hear it. It was a man. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, relationships have been my greatest teacher. Um, we, all, we all have the, that one kind of Achilles heel that is our greatest teacher. Well, you've, you um, know, just to, I know you're on the journey yeah. with your story at the moment, but that's where I was starting with it initially, like... 20, some friends, 20 years, 16 years. That's yeah, but I'm nearly 50. A reflection as well. You know, like, you're, you're going to have... Yeah, you're going to have... Still. Yeah, okay. I've met people a lot more transient, but we touched on that in terms of growth. So, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've yeah. Opened, opened a bracket there. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think that um, we find each other. Mm. It's like we find each other. The, the, the soul family, the, you mm. know, we, there's this... Uh, maybe it's starting to sound trite, but our tribe. We find our tribe. We vibe mm. with our tribe. Yep. And once you start vibing with people at, at that level of, of authenticity mm. and you, you have, you know... Um, it's more innate. It, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, it's, it's effortless. Yep. But this, what I'm talking about right now is the same premise. Yep. Because if I'm the essence of love, mm. if I'm the essence of joy or freedom or presence... I can be with anybody. Yeah. And it's only when I don't stay with me that I then I might go back to that and get out of my own, you know, body or presence that I come undone and then it's suddenly no longer feeling good. That's on me, not the person I'm with. Mm. So, essence of joy. I mean, everybody wants more joy in their life, not mm. maybe you. <laughs> <laughs> but joy is an essence. Mm. And... Um, it's like it's just a quality of energy right mm. so i was into this guy because he was my joy and my work can be pretty intense and pretty mm. heavy at times um and very very rewarding mm. but i remember i would often say and because of the work i do a lot of people who you know I would connect with this was all perception you're asking about mm. the projection that we have this is that moment yeah so I would feel like everybody's so serious everybody's going through this stuff everybody's so serious wait for it I just need fun mm. wait for it so what did I do look for it externally I just need fun because everybody's so serious see the story yeah the projection yeah so, one day it occurred to me that I was actually attached to this man because he was the representation of joy and I 
wanted joy because everything in my life was so salient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, right? So then I went, hang on a minute. I am joy. My whole cellular existence, my mm. energy is joy. Yeah. So then I worked with remembering. Yeah. Like breathing in, activating this essence of joy. And I worked it. Like I, when I work things, I don't muck around. I die, right? <laughs> Sounds like it, yeah. It, you get the pearls of wisdom from driving, from diving the deepest yep. seas. So I, um, I worked with reclaiming my joy. And where I lost my joy is relationships that I'd had. Often the guys would say, I'm funny, you're not, leave it to me stage isn't big enough so I took on that I wasn't funny yeah, conditioning but I I had girlfriends that thought I was funny but the point yeah. is I was looking externally for people to validate that I was funny mm. so I would look externally for fun and joy so after doing my work yeah the embodiment work the mm. activation work remembering the truth of who I am I was standing up the front of the room doing mm. my thing there were 50 odd people in the room and I was doing my typical presentation. And I just kind of realized at one point that everyone was laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, everyone's laughing. <laughs> but I wasn't trying. That's uh, my point. Exactly. <laughs> I wasn't trying. And my, my friend, my friend was my supporter that day. And everyone's laughing. And, and, and I walked over to my friend and I went, I'm funny. <laughs> and then I walked back in front of room again and I kept going. But because it was my essence and my energy yeah. and I wasn't having to try, everybody kept laughing and I kept going back over to him and going, I'm funny! Yeah. I realized that I had reclaimed my essence of joy. So, so no longer was I seeking the external experience of joy, I was the embodiment of joy. Wow. And I tell you what, I am the funniest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely kidding that because I think I'm hilarious yeah, too. Right? <laughs> Isn't it just the best medicine? It's the best medicine. Yeah. Um, there's something that was definitely, thank you so much for sharing that because something that was definitely coming to the fourth for me was I could feel in that conversation just how quickly if we're zzzing inside, we can see the ah over there. And then even just learning to come closer to the self, which is the CEO, um, coming closer to oneself, you can learn to see the zzz and ah in oneself and then you've got the real opportunity to, to really do something about that within the self. So that was... Absolutely. Oh, something that I really um, just, you know... A lot of your work is focused on, you know, again, it's woven into the DNA of your being, which is, I guess, the poetic way to sort of dive into this is purpose, um, but also being. And so I think because from my just innate, wrong word, uh, from my understanding of the collective awareness around purpose, it seems like a drive. Yeah. It seems like a push. Yeah. I've got to find my purpose. Yeah. Here's my stake. Where's my mountain? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Intense, right? So that's what purpose has its, you know, what yeah. is the purpose? Yeah. And then you poetically, um, the unfolding and the being, the way you described that and you, you kept weaving the word purpose around unfolding and being and unfolding and being and 
couldn't help but just visualize the rose that is just the petals are just unfolding you know and being and it's just like you know they're all just being and they're unfolding and that is its purpose to kiss the sky or the sun and the stars and you know that you know I, I think is a perfect place for me to just like strike a chord and sort of open the space into purpose and being and the offering that is the greatness warriors yeah 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 um i think we we all have a purpose mm. for our life yeah and in my um humble opinion of having been looking for that damn thing like <laughs> far out is it is it under the pillow is it under that rock is it like where's my purpose um, yeah right like, i am the yeah, 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 yeah. Comment, comment. um I'll travel the world. Where the hell is um, and, and, you know, part of my nature mm. is I can't leave any stone unturned, yep. which I think is the, the greatest gift for what I now offer because, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've gone to find these aspects. And what I found as well is it's, it's such a mind field is that not a polite way to say it mm. a minefield a, mm. a, a, a land you know yeah. land mine, whatever what i'm really saying is it's a mind fuck but i'm yeah. not going to say that um you can totally say that. <laughs> it's a mind fuck yeah yeah <laughs> uh, you know what is it where yeah. is it uh, isn't it like this yeah. whole it's complicated development, personal development yeah. the, uh, whoa and you know because i've pretty much dedicated almost 30 years to this unfoldment of what it is I found it so complicated I, I yearned simplicity and so therefore I think what I you know aim to do is through my work is really deliver these these understandings as simple as I can so when it comes to purpose I actually believe, and again, this is what I believe, mm. that we're here to awaken, to remember the truth of who we are. And that is our, our soulful existence, our um, you know, stillness, love, joy. And how that gets packaged is how that gets packaged. Mm. So it's designed almost from the inside. So when we get, when we stop looking externally for what we think it is and striving toward that, mm. so that example of, you know, my joy, um, I have people coming to me that say they want a million dollars. Yeah. Like, why do you want a million dollars? What is it going to have you feel? Mm. And, you know, we, we unpack it and we get to, well, it's freedom. Yeah. Okay, so what would it be like to experience freedom in this moment? Why do you have to strive and work your ass off and create all this stress, you know, stress, 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 yeah, peace. to feel the very essence? Yeah. So how about this? How about we start with working with the essence of what you're seeking externally mm. to remember the truth of who you are, and then allow what is the natural unfoldment from that place to come into play. And I've watched people go through a process of, I want to get this promotion because I'm going to get this, this and that. 
and we unpack it and go, what's the essence? Then we get them embodied in their essence and suddenly what they felt they've been working for tirelessly and effort, you know, effort, effort, effort yep. and exhaustion and mm. complication and confusion and drama. Mm. Like drama's a big sign you're not on your path, Oof. right? Yep. Attachment's a big sign you're not on your path. You know, there's so many beautiful signals, signposts along the journey, right? Yep. So, you know, working with someone at that point, I watched people literally let go of what they thought they wanted externally, desired, and next minute they're living the dream job because they let go of trying to make it happen and let it unfold from a feeling state that is already with them in this moment. Make sense? Yeah, it's beautiful. So beautiful. Can everyone else hear the pennies dropping? <laughs> <laughs> the, the moment of silence was there. It's like raining in coins. <laughs> yeah. So, so beingness, mm-hmm. beingness is, I think, you know, you've got doing and being. I think, again, you could almost have that as a, um, a whole way as, of being, as a, a doing and being. Masculine, feminine, mm. unionship. Mm. But when we have the feminine aspect which is essence in the driver's seat the masculine stops trying to control and make shit happen mm. and he allows things to unfold from innate wisdom mm. from innate wisdom so he's not trying so hard and he's already feeling how he wants to feel which is her so then yeah. there's this beautiful bus of freedom taking the masculine the mind and the mind's going along with the sense of freedom but he uses his innate taps into his innate wisdom to make the magic happen. Yeah. And then there's this incredible co-creation that happens with, you know, what's at play that is outside of the five senses, which people call, you know, law of attraction. That that law of attraction is not it. You know, law of creation is from the inside out. Mm. Co-creation is, you know, this this uh, universal. You know, some people call it the divine. Some people call it God. Whatever you want to call it. Mm. But when we were in that essence we're in, we're then in co-creation mm. that's the magic wow yeah there's this whole um i guess what you've what you've been sharing really feels in terms of purpose and being really felt like that um the ancient chinese philosophy of wu wei which is just that that dance and that flow and the fluidity of it and mm. learning to move um and in that something that i wanted to touch on before was you know, you, you discuss the dark night within and the ten mm. stages that everybody has, um, and we're all on our own journey. And just on that note, I wanted to just illuminate that and, and explore with you that if we're all on our own journey and we're all at a different stage, obviously our state, our, our process is our process. And, um, you know, there's obviously being in your process, but then also the idea that there's a stage and moving forwards or mm. upwards or mm. outwards or unfolding. Mm. Mm. Um, so it's simultaneously the now and then the, the unfolding. Um, yeah, what's, yeah, mm. like, what, what is that? Like, do mm. I just, mm. am I, do I just own, okay, let's, let's, um, I guess let's take something on, um, uh, what can we take on? Anger. Mm. Okay, so like, I'm in a stage where my being is anger. Mm. I'm very angry as an individual and that's perhaps Hallelujah. just. <laughs> Are you feeling it? To yeah. release it, yeah. it's healthy. It's so healthy. Mm. Like shadow is, I'm not going to feel my anger. I'm not an angry person. 
well, you're denying your humanness. You're, you're actually denying the part of you that needs expression. And while we try and control it and keep it at bay, and it goes behind and we, you know, goes this, nah, 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 it's ruling our life. Remember uh, I said, what we don't own owns us. Yeah. So anger's owning you. And you're trying to control it. Where I would say, raw, brother. Yeah. Like, find your expression of anger because anger is power. Mm. And when you can allow yourself to really fully express and feel anger in a healthy fashion of yeah. release, yeah. then what what cultivates, what naturally comes from that is power. Yeah. Like, our retreats, we roar. Yeah. We roar, right? <laughs> like, we get in touch with what is there. Primal. Society has just kept, you know, we're not allowed to roar, mm. but roar is like, if you think of the energy and the quality of energy, it's power, mm. which is often anger disguised, yeah. or power disguised as anger, or it's simply we need to release, mm. can't hold, because that makes, you know, anything that we're holding locks in, mm. and what locks in is is then held in our body, mm -hmm. and then we get dis-ease, disease, yeah. we get sick, you know, so there's, there's so many healthy ways to um, to feel the full spectrum mm. of you know what it is to be human. I totally resonate with what you're saying, and thank you for sharing that. Um, he, he, I, we were sharing at the beginning of this. I didn't really want to bring this energy in, but you know, uh, unfortunately, I got broken into a couple mm. of nights ago, and um, and there's been the anger was something that surfaced around that. And yesterday, I was standing in my garage, like the, the day after. And I was just roaring. Yeah. I was just roaring, like yeah. literally a silverback or a lion yeah. in his, you know, in his terrain, just going, right. And people were walking past. I live in Australia, <laughs> and people were walking past. Like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Like, yeah, hear him. Yeah, and yeah. I just continue to roar because yeah. I'm in my process. Yeah. Um, yeah. And did it release? Yeah. It's it's it helps shift. That's, it helps shift for so, sure. So, so this is the difference between letting emotion express mm. letting emotion express to release and clear mm. right you've got to let it release and clear but most people don't know how to let it release and clear clear, the clear is the key word yeah yeah like cycle it out so you can create space for something cycle it out yeah. um so that's really beautiful and can i just say too like when i talk about those 10 stages i i think one of the most empowering processes of this path of you know reclaiming our power you know stepping into our greatness this path of transformation is understanding mm. awareness is a game changer mm. awareness creates understanding understanding gets us to acceptance acceptance opens the door for new possibilities yeah so often you know i share to help people understand by creating new awareness so they accept where they are uh-huh because the reason we suffer is we can't accept what is. It's so simple. The reason we suffer is we can't accept what is. In the moment we accept, we change our whole reality. We create space and we create new possibility for something else to unfold. I love that. One of my favorite quotes is, um, is suffering... It's, it's, it's the Buddha, and he goes, mm -hmm. suffering continues until the lesson is learned. I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've often meditated on that because it's like I've thought about whether it's, you know, does the lesson, 
transmute what's happening or is it it's it, it feels like it's more internal you know it's like ah i finally understand i've still got this thing nudging me <laughs> yeah but i understand that it's making me aware that i'm alive <laughs> right. Right. But, but really it's life yeah. force mm. like by not allowing us to, ourselves to feel emotions that we label as wrong or bad yeah. we are literally tuning down our life force mm. we've got to let it come through so we can reclaim yep. our life force our Expression. aliveness yep. but not from from that place of ah stillness like it's a, it's it's a it's a quality of energy oh. so stunning yeah. right and it's effortless yeah so so the 10 stages are there to help people understand they're in a process they're mm. on a journey and to find acceptance within where they are and then the key is just meet each moment with whatever it contains just meet each moment but but knowing how to navigate through that is is it is isn't you know you've got to learn it you've got to learn it because it's very easy for people to get caught in that and then they create a consciousness around that and then they just that's their life all they're doing is, is creating yeah. more and more uh, issues or work or drama or things that they're letting go of and releasing no you don't have to do that mm. You can look at something once and move through it. Imagine your you, your body contains a thousand liters of mm. essence. This is once again something that a teacher described to me, and I went, "So simple, I'll take that." Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, dear teacher. Um, yeah. But you know, a body of work is that you are a thousand liters of every essence, as am I. Mm. But what's happened is from birth, we actually have experiences that we will very quickly question what what if anything um, do we have the right to be a thousand liters of love do we have a right to be a, a thousand liters of expression do we have a right to be a thousand liters of aliveness because think about our upbringing right like not this is not to make anything right or wrong but mm. literally our parents are the result of their upbringing mm. and their parents is the result of their upbringing mm. and the whole planet has been slowly like we're, let's it's like everyone's going to sleep rather than awakening so we're diminishing our thousand liters until we get to a place where you know we might be running on a hundred liters so we just need to reclaim another hundred liters and again we feel good so we pulse with it we pulse with life yeah it's a beautiful thing Mm. Wow, I could continue riffing with you <laughs> and exploring this all day. I need to oh ask my you gosh, yes. if you have one book. Oh gosh! I don't know. This is going to be a challenge, but just one book. <sighs> be the first book that pops into your mind to share um, with someone that's uh, that's inquiring about more. Here's the challenge in that, mm. I, and I, I mean this. Um, humbly mm. I haven't found it yeah I haven't found this book and in truth I need to write this book <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first spoken of a, a lot like yeah. you know but I, I don't even know if you can really capture the essence of this even in a book and mm. again in truth um I haven't picked up a book for a very long time mm. because my practice is so simple. It's so, you know, I've, I, I, this is what I have moment by moment as my way of being. And mm. that's what this work is about. It's like 
it becomes a way of being. You are whole and complete. You have everything that you need at your fingertips. Mm. And, you know, you can draw on those resources and those tools and that knowledge, but the wisdom and the awareness. And I'm not saying that you don't ever stop looking externally mm. or you find a person that can support and hold and guide you through to help you see the unseen mm -hmm. a lot quicker than you could. Yep. And I actually think that we never stop learning, we never stop growing, we never stop developing, we never stop evolving. So when we find the people who can support our journey, mm. oh, they are they are the gems. Yeah. They are our living angels. Yeah. And you know, again, I think there's a lot of shaming about working with people to come back to you know owning all that we are. Yeah. And I'd love that to be one of the best paradigm shifts that I can bring into this realm is. Don't feel ashamed of wanting to become the best version of, of yourself. yourself. Don't yes! be ashamed <laughs> to step in and own your greatest potential. Know that it's a life journey and know yeah. that there's beautiful guides and teachers, mm. but I will say this, be very discerning, discerning. about the people that you work with. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the gift of people who are doing this work. Yep. They give back by mm. having done their work to almost give you the recipe, the shortcut, the, you know, like I've spent 30 years trying to find mm. where I was seeking the person that I've become. Mm. What a wonderful journey it's been. And that's something that I wanted to really explore with you as well, which was, um, you know, the journey of the self versus the journey of the, 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 the offering is like, feels like the right word to say, you know, obviously your journey of yourself is continually, you know, showing up and, finding your vulnerability and expressing and then being creative and then obviously the offering of supporting other people on their journey and like helping them find their shadows do the same thing and then realizing that your purpose is interwoven and your being purpose your being is interwoven into the being and fulfillment of being of other people mm. what a journey mm. what a poetic that. journey mm. to be on mm. and 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 from that was birth my tagline a better you a better world like if every single person did everything that they can to be the best version of themselves, imagine how that would just, by default, impact a better world. Mm. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Love that. Mm. So if we arrived and we had Lara Wilson on the board of decision here and we've got this billboard <laughs> um, that we get to erect in Times Square, New York. Yeah, uh -huh. So you've got New York, you've got Times Square, billboard, yep. Central Park. Yep. What would the billboard read? Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, immediately, I go to one of the most defining moments in my life. Mm. I worked for um, a, a corporate company. I had, um, and they were kind of leading edge, and it was full on. It was fantastic. It was just amazing because they really wanted everybody to be the best they could be, and they'd push it. Viva. Whoa, they would push it. Um, but I, I, that whole time for me was, I extraordinarily life-changing because of one very thing that happened. My manager wrote on the board one morning the following words. And before I tell you these following words, when I read these words, it was almost like, you know, a big football field, mm. like a massive stadium, and the lights just come on and go, and there it is. It's Why? lit up, and it's like, wow! <laughs> like this <clears throat> moment for me just shifted everything and yeah. started me on a completely new Unweaving. Oh my unraveling. god, like, yeah. okay, are you ready? I've built it up enough. It's so simple. If it's to be, it's up to me. 
boom. If it's to be, it's up to me. Like whatever we think we want, it always comes back. It always comes back to us, to our story that we're creating, to us taking responsibility and ownership that we are the creator of our life experiences. And the buck stops there. The pennies are raining in again. Oh, yeah. I love this moment of silence. The energy in here just goes into this beautiful stillness. And I hear the penny go boom. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, so my last question and my favorite question. Lara, who are you beyond your story, your identity? Not a simple question, mm -hmm. is it? Um, who am I beyond my identity? Um, if I can potentially answer it in this way, mm. I don't actually, I gave up my identity. I've stopped trying to be perceived in any way. Um, I feel like who you see is what you get. You know, mm. I'm not, I'm not trying to be anything. Mm. Um, my life's my life's path is to be the best I can be and in service mm. for humanity. That's my pulse. That's how I live every moment. And my daily practices are to be in that energy. Like, how can I continue to show up mm. for the betterment of humanity? And we're all way better for it, I can tell you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you know, Thank on the other side so of that, much, I, yeah. yeah, I do want to say this. Um, I'm a crazy cat who yeah. loves laughing at herself, who is an introvert, who hides out at home a lot, who loves her own company. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm actually, I actually live a pretty simple yeah. but happy life and I love rainbows and I love sunsets. I mean, everybody on social media is probably fed up with Lara and her sunset photos. Ah, uh, never. Um, no two sunsets are the same. you know, like to me, it, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's the beauty of, and the simplicity of mm. life is, is, um, magical. It's kind of who I am. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, so, <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> gutted to be uh, to be drawing this episode to an end. I really have to say that, um, but I feel like there's definitely going to be another one, <laughs> if I may be so bold. But um, so here at the Inspired Evolution, I really appreciate what you've done, what you're doing, and you know, needless to say, I was super excited to have you on. Um, you know, obviously we connected through your offerings and just. You know the the embodiment of vulnerability, expression, creativity, wisdom, grace, and sharing um, authentically and like providing a service to humanity. You know, in whatever way that that pulse resonates with you, and you know, it's it's so simple yet so hard to need to define. You know, and and like it when you meet Lara, it's just that that resonance is that pulse is just so um, vibrant, colorful, rich. Um, it's it's just an it's a humbling experience to be around you know just to see someone that is fully their own CEO <laughs> so thank you so much for walking that line for yourself and inspiring everybody else to do that um, something I wanted to share with you early 
Um, but now just in wrapping up, I will do so is one of my favorite quotes that has been recently guiding me is, um, by an artist named Tubby Love. And he says, um, a warrior never lets another warrior lack inspiration. And, um, for me, that has been a massive movement behind this inspired evolution. Mm. And so thank you for your inspiration. Mm, thank thank you. you. Um, I really want to thank you for being who you are and, uh, you know, Journey's been an interesting word that I'm coming dancing with at the moment in terms of being. So I'm inspired about the human being yeah. <laughs> uh, rather than the uh-huh. human journey, the inspired being. And I guess I just wish you blessings and all the best on yours, <laughs> your <laughs> Thank being. Thank you. That's so beautiful. And I just want to say to mm. you, um, what a beautiful service that you are now offering humanity. And I love, I love your initiative mm. and um, it really feels quite a privilege to be on the path with you today as well my fellow warrior (laughs) thank you for your blessing okay so guys just quickly tuning in um grounding in the energy so um if you want to get in touch with lara the best way to do so is oh okay so um i actually have a platform that is very specific for business training Mm -hmm. uh, because of course i'm about bridging the two worlds Um, So the business training side is um, still self-leadership, but really tuned for business. Mm. And uh, that's the Mm -hmm. greatnessacademy.com.au. But I now also have branded myself. Uh I'm a brand. (laughs) (laughs) So um, larawilson.com.au. And that's where the personal transformational programs are. Will, will be um, appearing as a marketing, yeah. mat- you know, but but really what I want to say there is um, the um, the Lara Wilson uh, journey is very much about going deep. So mm. there's one on ones available. Um, there's a beautiful one day urban retreat which is all about the ah yeah. So you get to experience the quality of energy that we're talking about from mind, body, heart, and soul. Mm. There's a seven day Bali retreat that is I was looking at that. Ridiculously <laughs> transformational. Like, yeah. exquisite journey. If anybody knows Bali, particularly Abud, Abud literally translates to mean medicine. Like, the mm. land holds the transformational work. It is yeah. incredible. Mm. Um, and I also do a workshop which is um, about human dynamics. Yeah. And I use DISC as the platform. But anybody that does this workshop, and I really want to make a point of this today. If everybody understood the premise of this workshop called The Art of Human Dynamics, mm. the world would just make sense. Oh. So I would highly recommend checking out everything that I've got over there. <laughs> There's something for everyone. Sure. Um, and if anybody wants to just you know check in and learn more about me, Instagram, mm. Greatness Warriors, Facebook, Greatness yep. Warriors. Um, love to have you come mm. on over and journey with me (laughs) let's share in the love and inspiration and i have to say to those tuning in um lara her offerings are international and you know but i have to say very humble very accessible easy to connect um 
and just you know that's that's such a humbling experience and for those looking to tune into the podcast um obviously the podcast is now hosted um at www.amrit-sandu.com if you want to email me any feedback any criticisms always open to criticism um and anything you'd like to see more of on the show or less of amrit at amrit-sandu.com and facebook is a great way to connect if you haven't followed into it yet um connection is one of my highest values i'd love to hear from you so so much love y'all. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.